Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to episode 231 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick and Drew back with you for another week of Quizzo Trivia, love, knowledge, and all of that fun stuff. And we are locked and loaded as we usually are, but today even more so than normal. Uh, so let's get right at it. Nick, it's, it's the week before Thanksgiving. You excited? Yeah, Can't believe it. 60 on. degrees outside. Beautiful day to go to the dentist. Yeah. I've got uh, a couple of questions that both feel like they're... Uh, they're themed now that I look at them. So do you want the true-false first, or do you want the uh, non-true-false first? Non-true-false. Nick, what is Mickey Mouse's real first name? It's not Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're so fun, you're so fun, you blow my name. Mickey, did you know Mickey Mouse not only had a first name, but a middle name? Hmm. I think Mickey. I might have known this at some point in time. Mickey is a nickname, Nick. Can you believe that? They've been lying to us. Is it Mortimer? No, that was the name he was supposed to okay. have. Okay. That's what was stuck in my head. Yeah. Mortimer His Mouse. He started, his, yeah, he started Walt Disney with, started with Mortimer Mouse, but he was like, Dad, it's not as much Technically, fun. he started with this other character, some like rabbit, right? Like, and uh, Or some other mouse. And... Uh, this was even before Mickey, even before the name Mortimer came. This was when he was very young. He had a falling out with the company he was working with, and he decided he was going to go off on his own and create a new character. And that's where the inspiration for Mortimer Mouse came. Gotcha. His wife said, it's a terrible name. Go with this. And she was right. Yes. Mortimer. Look at all the success from Mickey. Well, I mean, most of the time, if you go by Mickey, my guess is your name is Michael. He is Michael. Okay. He All is right. actually Michael Theodore Mouse. Okay. Yes. Michael Theodore. I Michael Mouse Theodore. does not have a ring. <laughs> no. Like, but that's incredible. If, if, I, if I had asked you true or false, Mickey Mouse's real first name is Michael Mouse, would you have been like, no? Right. Yeah. That would have got me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll have to see. I'll have to see. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese's real name is Charles. Charles E. Cheese. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Middle <laughs> name is Entertainment. The third. <laughs> Charles my Cheese. My middle name's Entertainment. <laughs> I thought your middle name was, what's that bacterial disease you get sometimes? It's salad bars that are unclean. Um, yeah, there's a good e. idea. E. coli. E. coli. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought your middle name Charles, was Charles E. coli Cheese. Based on what I've seen over there. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, there, there's a good idea. Let's put a bunch of snot-nosed seven-year-olds in a room and have a salad bar just <laughs> sitting there in warmth all day. Yep. Oof. 
All right, let's stick with the animals here for the theme stick and go to the uh, south to Australia. Love Australia. For you to get this, you're going to have to name Australia's largest land predator. What is the largest land predator in Australia? Terrifying place, Australia. If you've it ever is. seen Crocodile Dundee. It is. It is it maybe is. the most terrifying on earth, right? If they just found the largest spider I've ever seen in Australia that can cut that its bite can cut through a human finger. Ah. Nice. <laughs> like, oh. So that's that is Did literally you ever see a, a praying place. mantis eat a bird? No. Yeah, a praying mantis can eat a bird. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna see a praying mantis eat a bird as soon as I can. Yeah, I watched a video of a praying mantis eat a bird. And yeah, I don't like that at all. Wow, I, I didn't think an insect could no it, it, get uh, revenge. It, and, it, it strikes up. me as very not possible. And yet here we are. All right, uh, let me throw the true false at you. Well, no, it's my. Oh, it's your. Your. Well, wrong. you didn't answer my question. The largest land predator. Oh, okay. In Australia. okay. We you were, were just we were it lock, it. locked into the praying mantis con- conversation. Yes. We're talking about horrible things. Is yes. a kangaroo a predator? No. Okay, that's good news. No, I don't think a kangaroo is a predator, right? When you think about a kangaroo, Ooh. I'm not thinking. They can fight, but I think they're more like defense and the yeah, protecting yeah. their areas and whatnot, or mating things. Oh, that's that a area. massive unit. You ever see like a guy describing that the roo that was like that over <laughs> that video? It's like yeah. roo walks up and it's all jacked. It's like, oh, that's a massive <laughs> unit. Um, hmm. What is in Australia that could take you down? Are there Australian rhinos? I mean, I could give you a clue if you're feeling as though you... Yeah, I'm all over the place here. There's a famous quote from a movie. Crocodile Dundee? No, it's not a land mammal. That's that's true. But Uh, it's still quoted from Crocodile Dundee. He just threw an Australian movie at me. I'm going to go with Crocodile Dundee. It's not from Crocodile Dundee. Okay, that's a bummer. But there is a very famous movie quote that contains this animal in it. Okay. Like, if you type this animal's name in, it's, uh... The quote is the first thing that comes out of it. This quote is more famous than the animal itself. I believe it was delivered by Meryl Streep. Pretty sure. All right. I am. So- oh, she was playing. Okay. So she was playing somebody else. This, this actually was a real thing that happened um, and not in a good way. Um, but it's attributed to a woman who was going through a tragedy at the time and Meryl Streep, quote, you know, played her, I guess, in the movie is what the. Oh, my God. I mean, I couldn't be farther away from... At this point, I'm questioning what animals even exist in Australia, and I'm, I'm lost in a... Uh... The movie was called A Cry in the Dark by Meryl Streep. Yeah, no shot. Um, I don't know. Do they have gorillas in Australia? Do they got dingoes? Dingoes. That's the only thing I know. That's the that's the answer. You never heard the quote the dingo, dingo ate your baby. baby? <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course I've heard it, but that thing is tiny. It's a little dog. It's not that little, I guess. But it's, it's like, the largest land predator in uh, Australia. Oh dear God! So the, the, they have much they got smaller, a, terrifying things. They I got guess. a dingo problem in Australia. That's the biggest thing you got to be worried about there. 
Yeah, I mean, they're, right. you're, hold, right. they're hold not, my, you're right. They're not that big. Hold my beer, Australia. Let me introduce you to Africa. <laughs> like, so, so now we actually have figured this out. This is God's sense of humor. Australia's where all the tiniest, scary little things in the world <laughs> exactly. Or exist. in the water. Stay out of the water. Or, stay out of the water yeah, completely. Or, or Sharks, alligators, you're yes, done. Exactly. But in Africa, it'll all kill you. Right. The little, the big. Everything. Everything. All right. Well done. Yes, I certainly know about the dingo, but when you said the largest, the last you thing you think of like a bear or something. Yeah, like, like what? Big. What? What area of Australia has something that I'm not thinking of? You know, a dingo. I think of as like a oh, look at that little cute little creature. I didn't realize how small they were. I thought I just assumed they were bigger. When yeah, I, but I that actually happens. A woman was on trial because she claims like a dingo literally ate her baby. And they put her on trial for murdering her kid and, like, leaving it out there. Like, no, you don't understand. This thing came and killed my kid and, like, dragged it away. I even just double-checked it, but there you have it, yeah. And it is a dingo. Yeah. It's the largest land predator. So it's, it's, what is it, sort of like a coyote? It's a dog. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah but it's like, right, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, we had but that last week. I didn't ask you in the Quizzo question, but uh, I think it's uh, it's either, I think it may be coyote. Um, but the Latin name actually means uh, barking dog. Oh, okay. It's either coyote or uh, no, no, no. It's uh, what's the other thing like a coyote? A wolf? No, not a wolf. That that I wouldn't forget the name. Uh, Let's see, coyote, wolf, dingo, dog. <laughs> what uh, else could there be? I'm gonna have to pause the whole podcast to find out the answer to a question from last week. Am I really gonna have to do that? Um, no. What's the other thing? Jesus. Not Jesus. I'm thinking of a, a hyena, but I don't know if he's even a canine. So, no, they're in the yeah. Coyote is Latin for barking dog, but hyena. I, I think hyena is actually its own thing. Like it's like a family somewhere between a dog hyena. and a pig, isn't it? Like it feels like there's like like a, like a boar element yeah, to a it hyena. Has the face of almost like a raccoon or something. Like terrifying looking thing. Yeah. All right. I'm going to laugh at you. All right. Here we go, Nick. You ready for the true-false? Go ahead. True-false. Roadrunners make a meep-meep sound. Meep-meep. Got to be true. It is false. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get everybody with that. Yeah, it's funny. They make a ton of different noises. They make, like, clicking noises. They make, like, a lot of different weird Everything noises. But, meep, meep. but they don't make me meep. Yeah, but I bet you I am going to get 90% of people going, oh, yeah. That's how they have to come up with that. Yeah, you would think that the guy would uh, try to find a new product supplier besides Acme. I mean, he's literally over a thousand. Every product he goes for for this company just blows yeah, remember, up in his face. I remember being so confused too understand. as a kid, as my grandparents would go to the Acme, and right, and be like, "Do they have that stuff in there? Do they, do they <laughs> sell like, the rockets and the machine? I don't it's understand. It's terrible. Everything, Everything they <laughs> have goes very dangerous. It's, to it's a really shoddy brand. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, you would think Acme wouldn't be cool with that either. They yeah, like, changed why, their why name. Why would Acme have not changed? Well, what came first? Acme oh, excellent question. supermarket brand or <laughs> the Acme fake cartoon brand of fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is older? Uh, let's see. Acme founded in 1891. So, yeah. Good Lord. 130 years ago. Yeah, so it was probably just like a generic name. Like we would have called it Walmart now. Uh, founded in Philadelphia. I didn't realize that Acme Philadelphia. was a Philly brand. It's worth 50 bucks. 
I wonder if there's acnes all over the country. Could be. Probably, right? All right, I got one for you. General knowledge. What company unveiled a prototype sensor glove that allows users to feel objects they encounter in virtual reality worlds? A little bit long there, but do you get the, the sense of what this is? Of course I do, because it's got to be that weirdo Zuckerberg <laughs> yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah Meta. Ugh. Right? Yeah, Meta. The Meta Glove. Where do you think that's heading? Where do I think that's heading? Yeah. Now that we have the Meta Glove, do you think we'll have the Meta Suit? We'll go full suit? I don't like it. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't like any part of it. I don't want anything to you do with it. You don't want to feel things that you encounter I saw, in a I virtual saw that Bruce world. Willis movie where, like, everyone's a, a surrogate, right? They, like, live inside, like, a pod, and then this robot goes out and experiences everything for you, and you're safe in this, like, thing, and oh, you can yeah, feel it profitable. all. That's very profitable. That'd be very profitable. You can feel it all, and, like, the whole world is all robots, right, uh-huh. interacting with each other in reality, but you're in like a actual pod, and it was something about like disease was spreading, so they had so to keep they everybody had to put everybody indoors, yeah, 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 in their pod. Nothing like that's relatable these days. No. So, oh, but at least we've got a glove now. If you want to feel things in your virtual worlds, where would you go for a virtual world? I guess they have what? Oh, that virtual reality. Well, they got that headset. Have you ever done that? The no. Oculus? Or no. I don't even know that I have a desire to, to be honest with you. I've heard a couple people say it's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Like, amazing. Okay. But it does seem like it gets boring. Like, it's one of those things, like, I think it's three or four hundred bucks. I would love to try it, use it for like an hour. Sure. But I imagine it would end up like on the shelf. Right. So it's like I kind of just want to like use somebody's for a day. Because apparently you can like walk across tightropes from buildings to buildings. You can fight Darth Vader with a lightsaber. You could box. It's like all sorts of stuff. It sounds like fun. All right, man. You're up. Sports. All right. You ready for this one? Yeah. What voice of the Las Vegas Raiders was once a minor league baseball umpire? The voice of the Las Vegas Raiders? The voice of the Las Vegas Raiders. I didn't know the Las Vegas Raiders had a voice. Oh, they got a voice. Hmm. They got a famous voice. He's got a famous expression and everything. He's is it the, with the Raiders? He, he's with been the Raiders? with the Raiders for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Is his first name Mel? No. I don't think I know this. I got nothing. Like, I don't even have anything to, to dig for here. I mean, I've never watched, like, a local Raiders broadcast, so how would I know this guy? Do I know him from something else? Yes, yeah, world famous. So, uh, and he does all the Raiders games? Does he do them, like, does, on the radio? Does or all does the Raiders do... games, I think, on the radio. I think he's the radio, the radio guy. Okay. Um, but he is uh, somebody that is also very much on the forefront of sports betting uh, radio and, and actually owns the largest sports betting radio company on the planet. Really? Yes. Jeez, the largest sports... Is it VEASAN? Is that yes. the... It's the guy that owns VEASAN? It's the guy that owns VEASAN. 
I know Musburger was a part of. That's the guy that owns Veasan. Yeah. Oh, he owns Veasan. Okay, I was. Brent Musburger, jackpot baby. So Musburger's been doing the Raider games on radio for years, like thirty years. I, I had no idea. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll find out when he started, but he's been the broadcast, uh, and then he changed his catchphrase to jackpot baby, which is the greatest. So whenever the Raiders score, he goes jackpot, jackpot baby. baby. He must have loved that move. Oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, yes. Is he the one that had to apologize for um, what's his name's uh, girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yes. Remember Catherine Webb? Yes, she was the girlfriend <laughs> of AJ McCarron. Mc, uh, McCarron, right? Yeah, and he, uh, Alabama. It was he, Alabama. He commented on how how attractive how hot she was. She was. And he's like, he's like, hey, listen, boys, that's why you play quarterback or well, something. His, his name was his name was Woody. His middle name is Woody. So there you go. The next day, they he had to come out and apologize. Or was it the next day, or was it even on the broadcast? Did he have to come back? Yeah, original member of the NFL today and play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Raiders. Masters does a million other things. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I always think of him as being like SEC Network, uh, ABC Sports. I didn't realize he was. Okay, so that's interesting. So he became the voice when it was announced they were going to L.A. or, or, or to Vegas. Okay, because he's trying to promote his right VC because brand. he's so involved in right. So he he's just started doing that. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. Oh, 2018. Yeah, so, so he, he they, did it when they were they in, announced. but it was when they were announced. Gotcha. That's why I was like, well, no, I know he's been there. Um, he's been doing college football for 35-plus years. Okay, good one. Good one. So, I did not know that. There you go. All right, what starting NFL quarterback had 1,600 receiving yards in college? What starting NFL quarterback had 1,600 receiving yards in college? One more time. What starting NFL quarterback? Okay. One in thirty-two chance. Yes. Had sixteen hundred receiving yards in college. Taysom Hill. It's not right. Mm. Okay. I want to make sure that that's not right as you're thinking because I didn't look him up. Was he a receiver in college? He did everything. Well, let's look at his college stats. Let's see if uh, so. There's somebody else. You could be right. That is now starting because he was not a starting quarterback at the time. This must have just happened because I would have known this, and this has to be an injury. No, no, it didn't have no. no. No, this is a starting NFL quarterback going into the season. One of the 32 NFL starting quarterbacks. This is not like I'm not trying to oh. get you. Bamboozled by somebody, right? Some like week nine injury guy that's getting in, like Joe. So just Flacco, as a comparison, so to speak, um, Taysom Hill had zero receiving yards in college. <laughs> okay, well that's not good. <laughs> this guy had sixteen hundred. Wow! And he is a multi-year starter in the NFL. Huh. Okay, so this is an interesting question. I mean, yeah. I know, so I heard I'm, this. I and literally I was know. Like, boom! This I is going literally... into the quiz because this was something I was wondering if you knew because I. I did not know it, but then I heard it and was like, man, that's kind of fascinating. That's not a little amount of I mean, 1,600 in yards is, in college is a huge. But Jamar Chase had 400 college. a year for four years. If you played four years. 
Right, no, they play be, ten games. That's catching four balls for forty every game for your whole college right, career. Right, he's a quarterback, a, so likely he didn't play four years as a receiver. No, he he got moved to quarterback. Yeah, right. So that's so you're trying to figure out who's athletic enough to have started at receiver and have sixteen hundred sixteen hundred yards before he got. And moved he didn't to play for uh, you know some bullcrap FCS team or something like that. I mean, this guy played in major. Major conference. Did Justin Fields play receiver before he was a quarterback? It's not Justin Fields. <sighs> multi-year starter. Oh, multi-year and, starter. And, and starter coming into the season. Like, no, he didn't come in off the bench. Well, Andy Dalton did not have 1,600 receiving yards in college. Okay, so... That so it's not a bear. That division's out. Um... Let me grab this guy's stats and see if I can. Cam Newton, definitely not, because it doesn't even fit the criteria you're talking about. So Texans, they're out. AFC East, uh, Flacco, Tua. My so, guess is this guy put in two years as a receiver. That would be my guess. Josh but Allen. Let's go figure this out here. All right, he so he went to a big school, so that wouldn't fit. So freshman year, eight hundred and forty-four yards, five touchdowns on fifty-five grabs. Sophomore year, forty-six catches, six hundred and nine yards, and four touchdowns. And it looks like junior year, you must have made the switch because only eleven catches for one hundred and forty-three yards and a touch. So ten so, touchdowns. So I'm, I'm frozen on the NFC East. Is it in the NFC East? No. Ooh. Okay. So it wasn't Dak or Jalen. Interesting. So he was. Now let me look at his quarterback. Out of teams here. Folks. Yeah. So junior year, threw for sixteen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns with six picks, and then his senior year, big season, uh, three thousand seven hundred forty-four yards, twenty-nine touchdowns, and fifteen picks. And he was a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Justin Herbert? Nope. God. Okay, so Holmes is not there. Carr. We're gonna have to give you the conference soon, I guess. Well, actually, I mean, literally, I'm almost out of teams here. So team. I, I've gone, I have gone through every single team in my head. Like could Kyler Murray have played receiver? He's four foot three. No, and and what's funny too is just because of how much you follow the draft, that I'm surprised that this didn't. This is so bizarre because because this guy was a top pick, like. He wasn't the number one pick, but he was a first-round pick at quarterback. Yeah, but I haven't uh, – I, I don't know why – I've gone through every NFL team in my head, and I can't find somebody that fits this criteria. So, I mean, Stafford, no, there's no way. Uh, it is not Joe Flacco. Obviously. Um, I mean, did Russell Wilson – Play receiver at was at the uh, NC State. No, no, he played shortstop or something. Right. What was his position on the baseball field? I'm not sure. Something good. Um, you want the college he went to? Yeah, Texas A&M. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I had no idea. Had 1,600 receiving yards in college. He was a receiver for his first two and a half years, and then they converted him to quarterback halfway through his junior year. Not only did I not know <laughs> that, that your mind? I think he might have been the last guess <laughs> I would have given you. Yeah. He 
he is exactly what I think of as an immobile. Right. That that's unbelievable. Yep. No, I did not know that. And yeah, I, I remember he was like the number seven pick by the Dolphins, yep. and he was the third quarterback eighth. taken. Though, it was or, eighth but or yeah. eighth, but yeah, yeah. Yep. I had no idea that he played receiver. I, I was like, what? That dude had sixteen hundred receiving yards in college. I, I mean. Listen, like I said, I just named every quarterback in my head. Seen- I went right over him. When I did that division, I was like, well, it's definitely not Wentz. Uh, yeah, like we've seen college quarterbacks who become NFL wide receivers because they're so athletic. Yeah, but like you don't Antoine see them Randall L. Yeah. I, I uh, did it. He had a successful a good- career. The Jets had yeah. one. Uh, the Jets had Brad Smith. Who was the Missouri quarterback, a dual threat quarterback who became a wide receiver, kick returner, and okay. was very, very good for us. Was Edelman a cool? Was he a quarterback in who? Edelman, Julian Edelman. Yeah, he yeah, was a quarterback. Yeah, right? sure, was. He? Yeah, sure was. Sure was. He was at uh, some state, uh, not Toledo. What's the other school in Kent State? Something like that. He went to school yeah, in Ohio Kent State. for sure. Kent State, you got it. All right, uh, here's my next one, Nick. Seventies, uh, eighties, nineties, or two thousands. What decade? Saw the first female play-by-play announcer in the NFL. One more time. 70s, 80s, 90s, or 2000s. The first female play-by-play announcer for an NFL game happened in what decade? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that this is something that happened early and you know, it's like some rare thing. So I'm just going to say the 70s. The 80s. Ugh. 1987. You could have gone 80s, 90s, 2000s. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I, I have the right to do that now. Yes, please. Okay. For the sake of everybody. Gail, Gail, <laughs> Gail Sirens, the first broadcaster. I don't remember it. Did no, anybody even mention it? It's nice the NFL is more progressive than you think. I bet a lot of people That's, will put 2000s or something. That's true. You know, highlighting... Right. The opposite. Right. That's why I was trying to go the other way there, and that's why I went with the 70s. Well, that's why I added it, 70s, because I didn't want to make the earliest one the outlier. It makes it harder. Yeah. It does make it harder, that's for sure. Depends how hard the round is, if you want to take it easy on them a little bit. I would go 80s, 90s, 2000s. Uh, okay, one more for you. In sports, who is the head coach of St. Michael Catholic in Alabama? Who is the head football coach at St. Michael Catholic in Alabama? One more time. Who is the head football coach of St. Michael Catholic in Alabama? I only have one reasonable guess. I hope it's right. Is it Philip Rivers? You got it. Ah, How did you get that? Because I knew he was a high school coach in Alabama. And oh, okay. I, well, and I knew, I knew that when, uh, when uh, what's his name, when Dak went down, they, the Cowboys made a call and said, when your football season's over, would you potentially join the Cowboys as a backup? Oh, uh, okay. All right. So you had the information. Yeah. And you yeah. Got it but right. I didn't know, like, what? High school, he coached at. I oh, just, right, but he's still coaching. A famous guy coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So you got nine kids. Yeah, you gonna go to Alabama and coach high school football? Yeah, I mean, this guy's got how many? We made a hundred million dollars in the NFL, and he can't spend any time with those nine kids that he he had to have nine kids. I guess they're all in Alabama. That's where he raises them. Right? Do you know what he goes by? Philip. Philip. <laughs> 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 
I saw him on the Mannings doing the Monday Night Football. Yeah, I like and that. And they by must the way. have called him Philip like eighty times. It was just because just, it was the like greatest. Phillip, it's like Phillip, throwing an Phillip, insult. Philip, Philip. Yeah. It was so, like the two of them just Mitchell, Philip, Mitchell, Philip, Mitchell, yeah, like, Mitchell. Give Mitchell Trubisky so much shit. How did this guy get away with being <laughs> Philip? Philip, an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Nine Sorry. kids. I want to go coach Catholic school in Alabama. Yeah, he's Catholic. Uh, There's no doubt about that. Nine kids. Guy's a sham. All right, let's move on to geography history. Throws the ball like he's throwing a piece of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's he? What are you? You can't even teach the quarterback how to throw a ball. So you don't know how to. I don't understand how. Like the physics defy Philip Rivers' and arm. Comes out and you're just like, what happened? <laughs> you can't even. You can't even like put your. The put Jets drafted his number one college target, and I had his jersey. Remember who um, Philip Rivers' number one college target was at NC State? I, Fourth I, round pick for the Jets. I feel like I'll know the name, but Jericho Kotcher. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I did, wouldn't have known that, but I definitely know Jericho. He played a lot of years with the Jets. Yeah, played like eight, eight or nine years. Yeah. He was one of, one of the better players we ever had. All right, yeah. geography history. You ready? It is, it is time. Despite going bankrupt, Nick, what company refused to take their name off the Houston Astros Stadium until a buyout was paid off? Enron. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe the balls on them? They said, no, 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 no. We know we're the most uh, disreputable company hey, on the planet right prison. now. We know our guy's going to jail. Is CFO, like, killing himself? <laughs> you guys are committing suicide. Still keeping that sign up unless you're... Until Minute Maid comes across and buys right. us out, right? That's just ridiculous. How many? First of all, how many breakfast drink companies are going to be sponsoring stadiums well, by the time we're done? Is right. And Minute Maid, right. Are we going to have, like, you know, well, Florida's natural next? Tropicana Fields, is that what it is? There's at least one. Well, the, there's the one in, in Tampa. Right. And then what is the one that the Houston Astros playing now called? That's Minute Maid. Is it Minute Maid now? Yeah. All right. Um, right, Minute Maid Park. Okay, so I got that right. And then there's another. I think there's another Tropicana somewhere. Or maybe it's, maybe it's an arena. That's Tropicana. Maybe that's the Tropicana Arena. Or maybe there's multiple. Maybe there's multiple American Airlines arenas. Maybe that's what I'm getting confused. Confusing it with Miami, maybe. They're American Airlines. They will cancel your flight and not care. Made that up. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be uh, calling me for my uh, let's jingle see. skills soon, folks. Okay, on what date do Chinese people celebrate single person's date annually? Every year, the Chinese... Isn't that Black Friday? Or it's like it's right around... It's almost like their version of Black, Black Friday, Friday. But it's called Single Person's, person's Day. Day. I heard about it because it's like the biggest shopping yeah, day of the eight, year. Alibaba. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That Amazon for... They did $86 billion in sales <laughs> on this day. Oh, my God. So Single Person's Day, it's referred to as. What uh, would that date be? December 1st. No. Um, well, it happened recently, so that's where the... I missed it. Sorry. So, one, one, one. 11, 11. Yeah. yeah, so November 11th. Okay, single person's yeah, day. Yeah, so our, our Veterans Day is the biggest shopping day in the world. Did they have a state will take your baby if you have too many of them day? Is that another shopping? That should be probably a different, <laughs> different holiday. Different holiday. <laughs> On uh, what day do they come for the, the reaping? Nick, I didn't know this, and this is fascinating to me. I sort of, like, once I heard this fact, I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much more sense now in context. 
but two-thirds of Argentina's population traits their roots to what European country? Germany? No. <laughs> You're thinking because all the Nazis <laughs> yeah. hiding out. Yeah, I thought all the Germans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. But that's uh, crazy. Is it Spain? No, which is what I think everybody's going to put. Portugal? Nope. Wow. So two-thirds of people who live in Argentina. Yeah, and, and you got the right idea, but you got the wrong country. People fled. And they fled from World War II. Italy? Italy. I didn't have no idea. Not only that, outside of Italy, Argentina has the most Italians. Well, yeah, uh, ancestry saying, there's a lot of people that live in Argentina. So of anywhere in the world. Than, so more, than, more than America. There's in, more Italians in like, ancestry in Argentina than in America. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I had never, no idea. But that's why there are that. so many Argentinian soccer players in Syria. Well, that, that, that would In fact, Baristuto, who's the, my favorite player ever for Fiorentina, was Argentinian, and he is a striker, and he speaks Italian. And I always wondered, huh, but that's why. A lot of them speak Spanish and Italian. Huh. How about so it? That, doesn't that make Argentina more interesting to you? It does. Like the food now, you're like, oh, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, now I'm like, should I ever go? Yeah. I would maybe consider it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was not on the table. Yeah, well, I hear Buenos but Aires. Good wine. Is, yeah, yeah, they got it, great it, It's steak. great wine and great steak. Okay. So, well, that's, you know, yeah. got a little bit of, like, Italian heritage. Yeah, like if I see Argentinian Steakhouse, that sounds All right. good. That sounds good. I went to an Argentinian Steakhouse in Aruba. That, it was amazing. Um, yeah, they have some kind of a sauce. Chimichurri. Chimichurri, that's it. Love it. Yeah, delicious. Love it. Basically, just basil and olive oil with but it's like kind a of Italian. Kick. That's an Italian yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's right? awesome. And then, yeah. do they put Parmesan cheese in? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missing out if they don't. All right, good one there. Thank uh, you. History for you: What brand created the first five and dime? Familiar with the five and dime? The term five and dime. I guess what I I think it was either five cents or ten cents. Is that the? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh... So there's the. Five and dime. What brand created the first? Well, I happen to know that Brian Adams bought his six stream, six string at the five and dime. (laughs) He played it till his fingers played. It was nineteen sixty nine. It was the summer of sixty (laughs) nine. Yes. Him and some guys from school, they had a band and they had tried real hard, but then (laughs) Timmy quit and Jody got married. She actually got it known. (laughs) They were never going to get far. Um, All right. I think we've taken that joke too far. Uh, Okay. So the first five and dime, was it like Sears? It's not Sears. See, Sears was more of the- um, Sears, Roebuck. They were upper. Like Walgreens. Oh, it's so close. It's not Woolworth. Woolworths. Woolworths. Yes. You know, I actually shopped in a Woolworths once in- Cooperstown, New York, and it was one of the. There was one of the last Woolworths on Earth was at the hall, right in the shadows of the Hall of Fame, and I went there and I bought stuff. And And there's not, there's no Woolworth left, huh? No, it's gone. Five and dime didn't make it. Now we have Dollar Tree. (laughs) Five and Dollar Tree. And then there's the other dollar store, but everything costs the regular amount. You know what I'm talking about? That's Dollar General. Yeah. It's just a name to make you think you can yeah, go, go in there, there for and a I'm buck. Like, Wait, it's all the same. Bucks. Bucks. <laughs> I, thought was dollar. I thought all this crap was a dollar. Well, now even five below is like $10 and under. It's like, ah, oh, Jesus, five below got hit with inflation. I can't, I can't even go to five below anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's a disappointment. All right, let's move on to entertainment. What do you say? Entertain me. Nick, this is my bridge question. That means it's sort of geography history, kind of entertainment. Okay. Aren't you excited? What state? was the majority of the original Jurassic Park filmed in? 
So that was not filmed in the Caribbean. No. I assume that that was filmed in Central America. Me too. Or I like thought that. it was filmed in like a jungle somewhere in uh, Colombia. Uh, say Hawaii. Hawaii is the correct answer. Yeah. Yes. What other state could look like that? Right. That's what all I figure right. most. That's why. Well, I figure people would go CGI, but uh, yeah, it was all filmed in Hawaii. In fact, there was an actual volcano eruption that interrupted the filming of it. Okay. So, right. good stuff. It. Yeah. Um, Entertainment. It's expensive to make a movie in. Yeah, but Hawaii, where else no? are you going to get that kind of like jungle? atmosphere you yeah, know it's, right. it's it's a hard and do you really want to be going to you know with with uh Belize? right with 200 million dollars of film equipment everybody gets malaria first day they're <laughs> out oh that's that's harsh all right so can you tell me the most streamed woman in a single day on spotify i can you know this i do this i can in fact i had last week uh i didn't give it to you because why would i but uh uh, do you know who released a 30-album version of her uh, release, Red? So Taylor Swift is the correct answer. Wait, a 30-what? 30 30-song 30 version of her, oh, al- right. of her album, Red. Yeah, so I'm so confused over this. You want to know? Yeah, I'll give it to you. You ready? So Taylor Swift. Uh, she lost her rights. She, she lost. She doesn't own the publishing of her songs. Right. So she used to not only not own the publishing of her songs, but didn't own the recordings of her songs either. She still will have to pay the publishing to Scooter Braun for these new recordings, but now she owns the recording. Okay? So okay. she was able basically to cover her own songs, which anybody can do. If I want to cover a Taylor Swift song... You just pay the publishing. I pay the publishing. So she covered her own songs, re-recorded all of them, and told all of her fans, don't ever listen to the old version of it again. Because every time you do, you're helping Scooter Braun. And now, just focus on Taylor's new versions of all of these songs. Which, by the way, I listen to side by They're side. The, same. the exact same. So why would I care to listen to this anyway? This has been out for how many years? Right, because they're doing it to support her in her quest to be oh, even richer against, against yeah, Scooter Braun. So... I will I, say this. missing this? It, she she contributed... She's the, the pretty much like... The decent practice of doing business, right? I mean, didn't she, well, she sign a contract? Right, to but then she, she sa- and now he she's screwed her, and she had a How window did he of screw her a million different ways. There's you could go into the details of the story, but the way he negotiated was brutal. And again, she had a uh, an amount of so time. She was forced against her will to sign some contract yes, with him. That's what she says. That's what she okay. says. And and uh, and threatened and intimidated okay. and all this other stuff. I got you. So. And then on top of that, she waited the amount of time that the contract stipulated that she couldn't do this, and she waited till the day after that she could do this, and she started recording. Oh, because he was probably like, "Who's going to care?" Nine years later, correct? Right. They, there, was a, there was a anyway. there was a window where she was not allowed to make a recording for anybody else, and she she just followed it up. And he know? still makes money off of it, though. Yeah, he'll, he'll make the publishing. Okay. So she's getting or, back at him by or, making him more money. Or maybe he but, doesn't own the publishing or own all of it, and he makes – publishing is nothing, Nick. It's all in the recording. Like publishing is like three cents on the dollar. Okay. So yeah. she's – and it's also a matter of her just taking back ownership of her stuff. That's what she feels like is every time someone streams a song. It's, so does this have any implication on how the music business is going to move forward after this? No, probably not. I think this is just more about a personal vendetta between two very wealthy people. 
Now, would you, if Paul McCartney recorded the Beatles stuff with Ringo and got a fill-in for George Harrison and John Lennon? No. That's, it's like it? 50 years from now, like, ago. Like, Taylor sounds the same as she did six years ago whenever most of this stuff was recorded. Those songs sound identical. But I'll tell you what, there's a huge trend of artists re-recording their own songs now to do this. That's not started with her. Like, if you go look at PM Dawn redid Set Adrift and Memory Bliss, and it's unlistenable. Because the guy's, <laughs> the guy's voice is like yeah, right. age 20 years. Right, yeah. And, and, and it's all over the place. So well, I wonder who's, who's going to stay famous for eight years in music anymore. I mean, nobody's ever going to... Like, you're famous now for like three weeks, right? And then you go away. There's very few people that have, I guess, the kind of audience that lasts with them for eight years. I mean, people are always... We listen to the stuff we listened to when we were in high school, right? Yes. So, you know, you'd be targeting, definitely be targeting generations before us to do something like this, but I, I don't know. It just it seems odd. But I guess there's a, I don't know. It seems like you made a deal and now you are re recording it and going back on it. I can't believe that this is legal. Well, it's, it's completely legal, but again, almost every artist has been doing this because they sold their, uh, their rights years ago to so what stops me them. from let's say i'm pm dawn right right but let's say i'm you know 25 and starting my career okay yeah. all right why don't i record set adrift on memory bliss mm -hmm. and then record another version of set adrift on memory bliss because so that 10 years later i release the one i record like so i record a version okay. and then an hour later i record a version right i give the first version to Columbia Records or whatever, mm -hmm. okay? Sony Music. Yes, but Columbia will stipulate when they sign a contract with you that anything you are recording right at this moment, anything in the world that you're recording, okay, whether fine. it's so five seconds later. afterwards, so, so a year later. my song's a hit? If I'm an artist right now and I have a hit song, right? I wish I could name a hit song. <laughs> or else I would. You took a pill in a pizza, Nick. Okay. Right. That's probably my, five my years old at this point, but it's, it's fine. Yeah, I know there's a, there's a hit song out okay. by... Uh, I know, Sia. a sad song. Right. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. She's so, trying way too hard with these Christmas songs, too, by so, the way. See ya, I got a problem. So say I'm see ya, and I have a hit song. Okay. Why wouldn't I, this next year, record this hit song? Because you're I, under contract with your group, and they wouldn't allow that. That's breach of contract. I understand not releasing it, but... No, 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 no. you're not allowed to record. Oh, you're not they allowed own, to They own everything you do under that contract. So if Taylor, Taylor waited till the day after that contract and that term expired to start recording. All right. So her contract was for everything that she produced. Yes. From Didn't this matter what she point. did. Gotcha. Correct. Right. So that's that's why you have a little bit more protection. Well, enjoy everyone listening 122 million times to the same songs you've been listening to. And, for and, and I'm years. not giving you a Taylor Swift song to either open or close the show, so don't think it or ask it. I wonder how many albums of this. She I might give you the goat version, actually. Of uh, I, I did you ever hear that? The I don't. Uh, I knew you were trouble. Goat version. No, I don't. Oh, heard. It's the greatest. Okay. So, How many albums do you think she'll sell of this album? I'll play it into the mic because it's totally worth it. Uh, I knew you were trouble, goat version. Oh, she did do the funniest thing I've seen in a long time, though, very recently. Did you see the Saturday Night Live sketch she contributed to this week? Uh, she sold 500,000 albums. This week? Uh, according to initial reports... The album, which was released on November 12th, has earned over 500,000 equivalent album units. I don't even know what that is. That means for all the streams, it means 500,000. Oh, so 325,000 are in album sales. Yeah. So she sold 325,000 albums. What yeah, do you think the it. first one sold? 
a lot. So here, here you go. Million, you ready? Twenty million. Oh. Wait for it, Nick. I've seen this. <laughs> Best thing it just clips to a goat going like ah. Uh, <laughs> How did I forget that? All right, yeah. that's that's fantastic. We actually are going to end on a Taylor Swift song, folks, because she did the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life uh, with Pete Davidson. Oh, okay. I'm going to show it to you. The rest of the crowd is going to hear it, but that's my last question. So you got anything else? Yeah, I got one more for you. Oh, I had one more. I did have one more. So you go okay, you ready? Right, right. Who was the longest tenured Saturday Night Live cast member ever? Ever? Ever. This is actually perfect because I was just talking about Saturday Night Live with, with Davidson. And... All right, I know. I know this. Is his name Keenan? It is. Is his last name Thompson? It is. All right. <laughs> it's Keenan Thompson. That's a great job. All right, good. You got anything to finish this off or we uh, we out? Oh, no, I got one for you. Go for it. Not an easy question by any means, but I think I think you can get it. Okay. Can you tell me the first TV show that was filmed in front of a live studio audience? First TV show filmed in front of a live studio audience. The Honeymooners? No, but right around that. <clears throat> yeah, this is one of those where I was like, if it's this answer, I'll ask it. But if it's any other answer, I probably won't. Leave it to Beaver? Nope. That, I, mean, I love Lucy. Oh, and I know they say it too. I love Lucy is filmed in yes. front of a live studio audience. <laughs> That's what I thought maybe I, all those guesses it. are right in the same yeah. world. So yeah. just not enough. That's an awesome one. All right. All right that is it, folks, for episode 231 for Nick. My name is Drew. We will see you next week, everybody. Enjoy. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. It's called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, it was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and thought she's a dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be, and having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. 
So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. Well, we got there, and there's a big sign and a chain across the dump saying closed on Thanksgiving, and we had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before, and with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one. Till we came to a side road, and off the side of the side road was another 15-foot cliff, and at the bottom of the cliff was another pile of garbage, and we decided that one big pile is better than two little piles, and rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. Said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage and just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi, cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. <laughs> After speaking over for about 45 minutes on the telephone, we finally arrived at the truth of the matter and said that we had to go down and pick up the garbage and also had to go down and speak to him at the police officer station. So we got in the red VW microbus with the shovels and rakes and implements of destruction headed on toward the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one or two things that Obi could have done at the police station, and the first was that he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely, and we didn't expect it. Another thing was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't even counted upon, and we was both immediately arrested, handcuffed. And I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with these handcuffs on. He said, shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car, and that's what we did. We sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the, quote, scene of the crime, unquote. I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this happened here. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in the newspaper story about it. And they was using up all kinds of cop equipment that they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plaster tire track footprints, dog smelling prints, and they took 27 8 by 10 color glossy photographs with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. Took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. After the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in the cell. Said, kid, I'm gonna put you in the cell. I want your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in the cell, but what do you want my belt for? And it said, kid, we don't want any hangings. Said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? 
Obi said he was making sure, and friends Obi was, cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown. And he took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars, roll out the roll of the toilet paper out the window, slide down the roll and have an escape. Obi was making sure, and it was about four or five hours later that Alice, remember Alice? It's a song about Alice. Alice came by with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, bailed us out of jail, we went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat and didn't get up until the next morning when we all had to go to court. We walked in, sat down, Obi came in with a 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back each one, sat down. Man came in, said, all rise. We all stood up, and Obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures. And the judge walked in, sat down with the CNI dog, and he sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog. And then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one, and looked at the CNI dog. And then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and began to cry because Obi came to the realization that it was a typical case of American blind justice and there wasn't nothing he could do about it. And the judge wasn't going to look at the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. And we was fined fifty dollars and had to pick up the garbage in the snow, but that's not what I came to tell you about. Came to talk about the draft. We got a building down New York City, it's called Whitehall Street, where you walk in and you get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. I went down to get my physical examination one day and I walked in and sat down. Got good and drunk the night before, so I looked and felt my best when I went in that morning. Cause I wanted to look like the all-American kid from New York City. Man, I wanted, I wanted to feel like though. I wanted to be the all-American kid from New York. And I walked in, sat down, I was hung down, brung down, hung up and all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. And I walked in, I sat down, they gave me a piece of paper, said, kid, see the psychiatrist, room 604. And I went up there, I said, shrink, I want to kill. I mean, I want, I want to kill. Kill. I want, I want to see, I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead, burnt bodies. I mean, kill. Kill. Kill! Kill! And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill! Kill! And it started jumping up and down with me, and we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill! Kill! And the sergeant came over, pinned the metal on the set me down the hall, said, you're our boy. Didn't feel too good about it. Proceeded on down the hall, getting more injections, inspections, detections, neglections, and all kinds of stuff that they was doing to me at the thing there. And I was there for two hours, three hours, four hours. I was there for a long time, going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things, and I was just having a tough time there. And they was inspecting, injecting every single part of me, and they wasn't leaving no part untouched. 
proceeded through and I went finally came to see the very last man. I walked in, walked in, sat down after a whole big thing there and I walked up and said, what do you want? He said, kid, we only got one question. Have you ever been arrested? And I proceeded to tell him the story of Alice's Restaurant, Massacre, with full orchestration and five-part harmony and stuff like that. And then all the phenomena stopped me right there and said, Kid, did you ever go to court? I proceeded to tell him the story of the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one that stopped me right there and said, Kid, I want you to go over and sit down on that bench that says Group W. Now, kid. And I, I walked over to, to the bench there, and there's, there's Group W is where they, where they put you if you may not be moral enough to, to join the army after committing your special crime. And there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking people on the bench there. There's mother rapers, father stabbers, father rapers. <laughs> Father Rape was sitting right there on the bench next to me and one day was mean and nasty and ugly and horrible and crime fighting guys was sitting there on the bench and the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one the meanest father raper of them all was coming over to me and he was mean and ugly and nasty and horrible and all kinds of things and he sat down next to me and said, Kid, what'd you get? said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $50 and pick up the garbage. <laughs> I said, what were you arrested for, kid? And I said, littering. And they all moved away from me on the bench there to carry on bone, all kinds of mean, nasty things till I said, and creating a nuisance. And they all came back, shook my hand, and we had a great time on the bench talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping, all kinds of groovy things that we was talking about on the bench. And everything was fine. We were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of things until the sergeant came over, had some paper in his hand, held it up, and said, kids, this piece of paper's got 47 words, 37 cents, it's 58 words. We want to know details of crime, time, crime, and that kind of thing. Got to say, tune about the crime, want to know the rest of the officer's name, and that kind of thing. You got to say in the top for 45 minutes, and nobody understood a word that he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench there. And I filled out the massacre with the four-part harmony and wrote it down there just like it was. And everything was fine, and I put down a pencil and I turned over the piece of paper and, and there, there on the other side, in the middle of the other side, away from everything else on the other side, in parentheses, capital letters, Quotated, read the following words. Kid, you rehabilitated yourself. I went over to the sergeant and said, Sergeant, you've got a 
Lord of damn God asked me if I've rehabilitated myself. I mean, I mean, I mean, I just, I'm sitting here on the bench. I mean, I'm sitting here on the group W bench. Cause you wanna know if I'm moral enough to join an army, burn women, kids, houses, and villages after being a litter bug. Lifted me, said, kid, you don't like your kind. And we're gonna send your fingerprints off to Washington and friends. Somewhere in Washington, enshrined in some little folders, and studying black and white of my fingerprints. And the only reason I'm singing you the song now is because you may know somebody in a similar situation. Or you may be in a similar situation And if you're in a situation like that There's only one thing you can do Is walk into the shrink wherever you are Just walk in and say shrink You can get anything you want At Alice's restaurant and walk out You know if one person, just one person does it They may think he's really sick and they won't take him Two people, two people do it in harmony. They think they're both faggots and it won't take either of them. And if three people do it, three, can you imagine three people walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out? They may think it's an organization. And can you, can you imagine 50 people a day? I said 50 people a day walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, walking out. And friends, they may think it's a movement. And that's what it is. The Alice's restaurant anti-massacre movement. And all you gotta do to join is to sing it the next time it comes around on the guitar with feeling. So we'll wait till it comes around on the guitar here. Sing it when you're done. Here it comes. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Walk right in its around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. That's horrible. <laughs> one end Warren stuff, you gotta sing loud. You could put a lot. I've been singing the song now for 25 minutes. I could sing it for another 25 minutes. I'm not proud. <laughs> or tired. So we'll wait till it comes around again, and this time with four-part harmony and feeling. We're just waiting for it to come around is what we're doing. Restaurant, so walk right in it. 
around. Da -da 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 -da. That Alice is.